Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. In by Kulisevsky. Welcome, listeners, to The Extra Inch. My name's Windy, and I'm joined by my sidekick and best friend, Bardi. Hello, Bardi. Hello, Windy. And our tactics guy, and a man who loves Son Heung-min so much he's watched the game twice. It's Nathan A. Clark. Hello, Nathan. <laughs> I wanted to get my 490 in, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Completely fair enough. Like, I think this is a one of those games where it, it, it begs for a rewatch. Uh, I, I have to confess, I have also rewatched it. That's mainly because... Um, I, I watched it live first time around in the stadium and I was a few points deep and and was distracted by Cole just belting up a national anthem over and over again. So <laughs> like, I had to go back to it. Um, uh, let's just get stuck straight in. It was really, really, really fun game. Really fun game. Um, very open, uh, especially the first 25 minutes. Um, and then it kind of settled down and then the second half was wild. So team selection... Um, we we got a little we got a little hints beforehand that there there might be some changes. Uh, last week I I begged for changes. Uh, I was pretty happy with the changes we made, to be honest. So I would have liked a little bit more rotation in central midfield, but aside from that, really really liked the team selection. Buddy, what did you think? I I liked it, but the, it threw up a lot of questions. You know that we signed Perisic to be our backup left back left wing back and now all all of a sudden we're in emergency mode where we're pushing Perisic onto the right and just leaving Sessignon as our only left wing back so I, I thought it threw up a lot more questions in terms of the individuals like Doherty and Spence what must they be thinking when our left wing back has been pushed over to the right to cover for them but on the whole I liked it I was a bit nervous about Davinson coming into the back three mm. but I liked the rotation I didn't mind it but I do think longer term it raises serious questions over Doherty and, and Spence. Doherty is a strange one. I, I can't really understand. I mean, obviously he did have a serious injury, but he's fit now. I can't really understand why he's not played a few more minutes. Um, when he was in his sort of top form last season, 
he was playing minutes at right wing back and then he was coming on and playing minutes at left wing back. And it was quite useful to have him as a sort of versatile player who can come on and, and fit on either side. And he's just barely had a look in. Um, Nathan, what did you think of the team selection? Well, on Doherty, on Doherty um, I think Conte was quoted as saying something about his fitness still being built and okay. he should be ready after the international break. Okay, that makes more sense. On, on the team... Um, I was definitely more pleased about um, the wingbacks and Kulisevsky's inclusion and the sort of notion of benching Sun Mm -hmm. than I was concerned about Davinson, although I was a little concerned about Davinson. With good reason, I think. Um... Yeah, I just want to clarify that I think I started off and it almost feels like I'm in a bad mood with the game or in a negative. I'm not. It was a it was a bamboozling an incredible game of football, which, you know, eight goals, open attacking football. Mm. It was it was a thrill a minute to watch. Even the bits where it didn't work for us and, and they were pressing us, it was still an open and entertaining game, which was stark contrast to what we saw in the Lisbon match. So even though I would I threw up a lot of questions around this team selection, I still got to say I, I enjoyed the game, which first and foremost, it's what we want no it's what we spent half the time going after jose for we wanted mm. to watch interesting football and that's what we saw mm. um i think we should talk set pieces from the start mm. so on this podcast we've been banging the drum to get in a set piece coach for three years now three uh, i reckon three years uh we i mean nathan's big on set pieces but bardi and i have been saying this for ages we we it's such a missed opportunity that set pieces are a way of scoring a goal when you're not playing well. And that is so critical in, in Premier League football. And Spurs just weren't maximising the ability to score goals from set pieces. And now we absolutely are doing that. We made some claims, or Nathan made some claims in, in particular, about what Gianni Vio might add in terms of goals a season, over and above what we might have expected for from set pieces. I, I think it's reasonable to say at this point that Gianni Vio is overperforming even what Nathan had, had speculated that he might achieve. Well, I remember at the time when that podcast went out, we got a DM from someone saying, I love you guys, but look, this is absolutely absurd. What you've just said about set pieces is completely unrealistic. Why, why are you being so over the top? Um, and I'm not going to say who that was from because it would be unfair, but I, I'd be interested to know what that listener thinks now about the, the staggering difference that Gianni Vio has made to our uh, set piece productivity. Um, Nathan, do you want to talk us through the, the first couple of goals in terms of how the set pieces were worked? Uh, okay, so you have the sort of quick one-two mm. to change the angle and play across to the far post. Um, what a cross. Someone on Twitter, um, Paul360 on Twitter pointed out at the time um, that it was the same setup that won us the penalty against Arsenal, that that setting up the angle. Um, to accompany that, you have a bunch of players moving to the near post. Um, to distract and create that space at the, the, for the far post 1v1. Um, and then oh, and then the other one was the dire at the near post. So having done a fake run to the near post for a ball there, you do a real run to the near post. Um, and I think the intention with this one is that um, it's expected that it's just as likely to fall to Harry Kane at the far post mm-hmm. <laughs> as it is to go in directly into there itself, depending on on how well the ball is coming in and the angle that the the the, the, the near post man can get on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think um, the way to tell that that particular routine is a is a winning combination, Perisic to Dyer, is the fact that the same thing happened again and Dyer nearly scored again with another yeah. attempt, which is pretty yeah. much identical. You know, he's the timing of the run. He, he stands. 
just inside the, the frame of the goal, kind of um, uh, not on the goal line, um, a little f- further away, a couple of feet back, but um, central, and then makes a very slight move beyond the near post. And Dyer's neck muscles are really strong. He's a, he's a very good header of the ball. Uh, he's not so good coming onto the ball, but he's very good um, moving towards the ball um, and sort of flicking on. That's that's his strength. Uh, exceptional, exceptional header from Eric Dyer, I thought. Really, really impressive. Um I loved it. I, I just love seeing us be able to score different types of goals. We're not we're not solely reliant on one route to goal, and it's really important that we've got this added string to our bow. Yeah, I thought the um, I thought the first goal was really interesting because it, it was Kulisevsky that took the corner, mm-hmm. and we've not seen him do that. And it was Perisic that offered up the um, the quick one. That was nice. And in the second half, it was very similar to the goal Kane scored against Wolves, where Perisic kind of stooped and flicked it on. It's really nice that we're we're a danger. <laughs> we're a danger. It's really nice that we're that we're, <laughs> we're dangerous at uh, at corners. The um, the the chap who sits a row in front of me, I he's about. 50 something and I believe his statistical knowledge he told me he's never seen Tottenham score from from a corner before until this season so (laughs) uh, if he thinks we're now good at corners and he's never seen us being good at corners it's it's an amazing thing and it's, it's good that there's an Italian at the heart of it I uh I moved house during the off season um and went for a walk around the place and where the football pitch uh should have been was just a massive pile of sand and uh, a couple of very large diggers milling about and went back down today and they've built a football uh pitch with with a couple of stands and I am thinking of volunteering to coach some set pieces mm. to report back on the experience of doing that. Nice. Maybe if I can pluck up the courage. Didn't that um, very fun. didn't our favourite ex sub from from Essex start teaching his Sunday league team set pieces? And yes, did, didn't they score from one or something? I think they might. They may have. Uh, yeah, uh, Greg asked for some advice on on some simple set pieces from from Chris Somerset on our straight off the training ground pod, and I think he had some success in implementing them. <laughs> Chris is also having some success with with set pieces in his team as well. Awesome. Uh, it's set pieces is like such a uh, you put a little bit of effort in and you get disproportionate rewards. But it's totally worth it. But then we get then. But what happens then if every team starts practicing set pieces? Then does it does it nullify it or or does it you got to keep you got to keep being better? And then it's about being learning how to defend because Leicester were. Leicester, didn't Leicester cheered when they cleared one corner? That's how bad it's got for them. <laughs> Their fans, they were, they were, let's all go mental, and they all jumped up and down when they defended a corner because we even scored a, another goal, um, Davinson, because Ward put in one of the most oh, erratic goal ca- goalkeeping displays. I never thought he was good anyway, but he's, he's awful. awful. They should have just put a corner flag there. He he was Galini levels of of inept. Mm. Um, I'd like to answer Barley's question. Mm. Um, FC Michelin, Danish club, hired, um, I don't know if it was Statsbomb as a company or just um, people involved with Statsbomb um, to do their set pieces for them. Um, and they, like we've seen, even more so created, oh, I I have a tiny bit of inside knowledge here that I'm not sure if I'm allowed to share. So I'm going to say this now and then edit it out. Oh, mm-hmm. So um, they massively, massively um, upped their goals from set pieces um, and the sort of the secret got out. It was such a dramatic turnaround, such a it was like 20 set piece goals, um, you know, made them made them league winners. 
uh, a very high percentage of their goals came from set pieces. The secret got out. Um, and so most of the clubs in Denmark hired set piece coaches and the league is weird now. And mm. the thing is that like, uh, as we very specifically seen with Vio, um, you can coach attacking set pieces. You can come up with a bunch of systems. You can do this and exploit the situation, but defensive set pieces are a lot harder, right? You're, you're always chasing the opposite's ideas. Um, so what you've seen in Denmark in the in the Danish football league is a much much higher percentage of the entire league's goals coming from set pieces, mm. a higher total of goals scored per season, but not by a dramatic amount, and a reshaping of the you know the type of players in the league and the type of football played in the league, arguably not for the better of mm. of the visual experience. Mm. So there is a slightly dangerous path, mm. arguably, that we're cheerleading here. That you could you could see teams instead of trying to cross the ball work in the situation to win a corner. And then just I, firing in at Shinhai. Yeah. And then yeah, like doing loads of Aaron Lennon crosses. So then <laughs> then I guess what it is, the next big evolution will be a defence, someone comes up with the defensive way to stop it. Either mm. I don't know, like a Roman tortoiseshell or or something. Maybe we go back to putting men on the post who knows I, I think I genuinely think we're already doing that I think we're already trying to win corners yeah uh, I, I think Paris both Perisic and Sessegnon in, in that game on Saturday were genuinely trying to win corners not necessarily from positions where like they could pick a mat like if there's a um, a situation where you've got very limited targets in the middle but you've got very little else you can do yeah. then absolutely bang it in at Shin Height and, and get the deflection and, and win the court take the corner and it's that's a really good chance for Spurs to score a goal. Even if that's not a tactical instruction, it's got to be playing on your mind if you're a Tundra player right now. If you, if you know that, if you're like, well, you know, if you block this cross, that is not the worst case scenario yeah. at all. Yeah, well, yeah, you're you're sure. totally right because there's points where Sessegnon or Perisic gets loose down the down the wing and they've got maybe Richarlison versus yeah. two centre-backs. And if the, if the cross isn't on, yeah, win the corner and then, mm. then work it from there, yeah. Mm. Whereas before, they would have probably turned back and passed it back down the line. I think mm. they're being a little bit bolder now and they're just whipping in pools and hoping for the best. Yep. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, So, like, obviously, we've jumped straight to Spurs' first two goals. We've not spoken about the opening wow. of the game, which was I, a little bit of a, a bit of an upset, wasn't it? There's sort I, of four minutes in and they, they win a penalty. I do enjoy that the, the extra inch has spent the first 10 minutes of this podcast talking about corners rather than... <laughs> <laughs> Do win. We've got Sonny's hat trick to talk about, and all all sorts of VAR shenanigans, and and there we are talking about set pieces. True to form, um, we will never change. Um, so yeah, the, the, that 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 penalty was a, a disaster. It was an absolute disaster. So you you had a bad Sanchez clearance, then you had Perisic diving in and giving away a free kick, but the referee plays advantage, and then Sanchez dives in and he's caught upfield, and then Perisic has another crack and misses it again, and then Sanchez just makes this absolutely needless challenge right on the edge of his own box on uh, James Justin. Um, no, he pulls out the challenge, Wendy, so it's fine, except yeah, that his uh, knee he, just he, slides he, all the way through. He, he, the he really thought that, didn't he? He really thought like he was just forcing him wide, he was just forcing him down the line, just forcing him into an extra touch, but Justin was wise to that. Man, I when I criticise David Sanchez, which I, I am doing more and more, it feels like, I try to stick to the position um, that he's fine defensively. The the issue is is on ball. Yeah. 
Um, which makes it really hard when he has like a completely calamitous defensive, uh, at least moment to 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 balance things yeah. that way. He was terrible on the ball in this game. Really it awful. Hurts a lot. Really awful. They pressed him. They pressed him really well, and they 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 targeted him. And it's unfortunate that this. The more he plays, the more this is going to happen. Now, I 100%. still don't think we help him out by boxing him in. And there's many times where um, Loris and Dyer could go the other way towards Longley, who's far more composed, but mm. don't seem to. Mm. Well, we've been doing this thing where where Dyer steps forwards into midfield and opens yeah. that that pass back from Davinson a little bit, and there's there's something there, but mm. it isn't a solution to the to the bigger problem. He did a couple of nice balls forward, but it doesn't. You can't. You can't. Yeah, it, it, he was bad. But the thing is, we his defensiveness is all right, but his bad decision there came mm. about because he's terrible in the ball. He end, the ball ended up in that situation because <laughs> that first touch. I don't know what that that was. Honestly, that was something you'd see while you're walking the dog through the park. Conte's very loyal to him. I will give him that. I mean, he seems to like him. He does. I, I he does seem to like know, him. He trains well. He's he's receptive to information. Mm. He's a hard worker. All those things that coaches want from their players, except for a, and and he has he, he's like. He's a good his player. positional he's a good player. game is decent. Speedy. His aerial game is strong. His his physical game is is really good. Um, I don't know, and it's also like um, you can kind of point to the Lloris here as the, as the counter example to an extent, right? Even though Davinson Sanchez is bad with the ball at his feet, he's he's trying to play the short passing game, mm-hmm. whereas a lot of other centre backs. And I think what we'd seen with Lloris prior to Conte coming in is because they're bad, because they're scared, they just get rid over and over again. Mm-hmm. And maybe that does more harm than than uh, trying and failing to do what the coach wants or trying and sometimes failing to do what the coach wants. So I think all of those things, you know, make him really likable to Conte and, and to fans in a way too. But it's it's doing us a lot of tactical harm. He started four of our seven league games and in four of our seven league games we struggled with our with our possession play. Yeah, I mean I really felt like Romero coming on completely transformed our um, ability to move the ball forward in this game. Yeah. Uh, which isn't which is unsurprising. It's completely unsurprising. So let, let's 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 talk a little bit about the pattern of the game. We've we've honed in on some detail already. Um, and we'll come back to talk in a lot of detail about Son and his his cameo. Um, but let's talk about the general pattern of the play, which I think is interesting. So Leicester are a very competent ball playing team. They they are a highly 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 error prone team right now. But when yeah. they when they're in settled possession, they're good. They they knock the ball around really well. Um, but Spurs did what Spurs under Conte do, which is we we packed the centre of the box and the centre of the field out and we defended in the sort of low to mid block and made it very hard for them to actually access the penalty area, um, leading to them trying speculative crosses, speculative shots, which, you know, Madison will, will try all day long. Um, and it felt as though, yeah, they were having loads of the ball. Yeah, they were knocking about nicely, but we kind of had them where we wanted them. We had them arm's length and... I I felt that way against Marseille and I felt that way somewhat against Forest, but I felt quite a bit more threatened by Leicester this time around, I think. I think I did watching it live, but when I watched it back, I did not at all. It, Fair enough. That's result bias, perhaps. I sort of know what the outcome is, but 
I really didn't think their first half performance was anywhere near as bad as many people did in the stadium at halftime. I thought the first half an hour of the game was fine. Mm. Um, I did a Twitter thread. So, um, yeah, Spurs lined up in that 5-4-1 mm-hmm. um, defensively. I think that we were trying to play more of a mid-block game in, in this match and trying to occasionally press the opposition high. But I think Leicester did a really good job of forcing us back. They pushed a lot of their players forward ahead of the ball. Yeah. Um, so they played a front three with wingers to to push the wing backs back. Mm. Um, they pushed their two central midfielders, the two number eights in a three-man midfield forward as well to, mm. to stick back. Benton, Corrin, Hoiberg, and then their fullbacks um, ping, uh, pushing back the wingers. So then you've got Kane sort of isolated on his own, defending against everyone um, behind the ball with Leicester, which means there was a lot of space in the sort of traditional fullback zones, and they were just dropping yeah. players in um, and, and and outnumbering Hoiberg and Benton um in the first half. With, 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 when you combine that with what they were doing out of possession to Davinson Sanchez, gave them a really mm. strong spell from sort of 30 to 45 minutes. Um, in the second half, we didn't really have like a, a tactical solution in the traditional sense to that, but we just sort of took more risk with our pressing. 100%. Um, and and Bentancourt and Hoybier just came steaming out. Um, I mean, literally and, from minute one of the second half and, and yeah. Bentancourt presses effectively. I mean, I, I've been saying on this podcast for the last month or so, Bentancourt is a fantastic presser. He is, yeah. I mean... It, What's really impressive about him is he looks like quite a languid player, um, but when he accelerates, he really goes. He, he's he got a long stride on him, Bentancourt, and his pressing is highly, highly effective. Uh, and he did fantastically well for that goal. Oh, I wanted to say, I, I think both Perisic and Sessegnon struggled under pressure on the right side of the pitch as well. Because um, I was excited about Perisic on the right going into this game, and I, now I don't feel so good about it. So so I thought Sessegnon had quite a good game, contrary okay. to, to what a lot of people seem to think. And, and I noticed it even more with the watchback. You know, Sessegnon played some really incisive passes. I thought Perisic was awful in this game. Awful. So do you think Sessegnon was switched to protect Sessegnon or Perisic was switched to protect him? Because I thought he was having a bit of a rough time against Castagna, who's an, who's an excellent right back. I think Perisic was being protected, to be honest. Definitely. He, he got beaten one-on-one at least three times, maybe more. Hmm. Maybe yeah. more. It's um, crazy that the where you sit in the stadium can can sway you mm. because everyone around me was like convinced it was to protect Sessignon. I, I think this is... I mean, Perisic is a world-class player. We love Perisic. He's wonderful on the ball. He, he carries it well. He finds space to cross it well. There is such a huge upside. But his one-on-one defending is undoubtedly problematic and will get found out against certain teams. And you just have to, I think you just have to accept that. I think you have to accept it. But when you've got Perisic and Sanchez on the same side, there is a serious vulnerability there. So Sessegnon switching over um, to, to be, give a little bit more defensive stability, I thought helps significantly. And then obviously once... Um, Perisic was sort of taken off and Emerson Royer came on and, and played in the right then like, you had the sort of more naturally defensive uh, wing back there anyway so it wasn't so much an issue anymore um, I liked Sessington's performance to be honest Nathan I thought I thought he was really really sort of um, was, carrying um, carrying a lot of threat poor for their second goal oh gets, undoubtedly gets the, yeah and th- yeah poor for the second goal so interestingly he made the sort of same mistake twice he kind of lost the flight of the ball on that second goal a little bit. And then he did the same thing later on in the game. Totally lost the flight of the ball. Um, so that's something... And, and actually, I do remember him seeing him do that at Hoffenheim as well. So that's something to watch out for with Sess, I think. Uh, a, a potential vulnerability on, on long, long diagonals. And Leicester in the second half 
because we were pressing higher, yeah. they were bypassing the press by playing more long balls. Exactly. Um, so th- that kind of exposed that aspect of, of our wing-back play, I felt. I think that's fair. So yeah, we we complained a lot about subs on the previous episode, right? But the subs here... Yeah, um, net, so good. Right-footed wing-back to come on. Um, I mean, it's kind of the, the opposite of what we've been asking them, right? It's, it's a correction of the correction we asked <laughs> yeah, for. Yeah, but... sure. Um, and then you've got Romero in for Davinson to improve our passing under pressure there. Although, again, you can say we'd prefer <laughs> Romero to start, but maybe he needs to rest, you know. 100%. Um, he's got to go get injured on international duty. So um, <laughs> yeah. it's really important. And well, please don't go do that. For several weeks Everyone listening, and... touch some wood right now. But <laughs> find any wood and touch it. I'm touching my desk, but I think it's fake wood. Okay. Um, and we changed to a 3 5 2. Um, and then we were not outnumbered in midfield as a simple answer allowed Benton Cor and Hoybjerg to be super aggressive in their pressing without having to worry about what well, with Basuma sort of sweeping up behind them really well. Uh, Conte well, he, he, he was front footed as well. He was he was getting involved sure. in some some intense pressing too. Well, that's sort of the the natural the follow on there. Mm. Um, Conte is saying that Basuma has been sort of struggling tactically to adapt, mm. but this was a really good showing from him. What we, mm. what we sort of wanted, and I'm not surprised at all that he was playing as the deepest midfielder. Um, and, and may well do so um, going forward. Mm. It's definitely um, an easier way to get yeah. a foot into the system, I think. And uh, and Sun came on. Sun came on. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna talk a lot about Sun Youngmin because this is a, a special moment. But before we do, we are delighted to once again be partnered with Athletic Greens. Over to my my partnership correspondent, psychic and best friend Bardi. So I started taking AG1 to improve my health and because, well, my wife was super excited about it. I'm 41 years old and for the last week, last 14 weeks, I've been non-stop pounding away at the pavements training for the London Marathon. On a long run, normally when I get close to, high, uh, close to home, my mind turns towards food and normally it's very strange food for me. So beans on toast or even hash browns, something very unbody and something probably unlikely I'd find in my house. But today after 32 kilometers, I was thirsty. I was thinking what to drink and couldn't picture anything. But when I got home, my wife handed me an AG one (laughs) full of ice, dash of lemon, little bit of apple cider vinegar and a good smacking of vitamin D. And no lies, it was fabulous. And it confirmed to me that she was indeed my soulmate and she knew me inside out. (laughs) <laughs> which is which is a good thing and a and also a slightly scary thing. There's um there's been a few people on the dis on the Discord asking me about AG1, but um they don't believe what I say. But I'm saying that if you think about it and you want to give it a go and you're AG1 curious as I like to call it, <laughs> then then go for it. And now my host and best friend will tell you how. Yes, indeed. And um, before I do that, I just will say also that Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced gut health issues. Um, and was en- he ended up on a very complicated supplement routine to cover, which to recover, sorry, which cost him a hundred dollars a day. Uh, this is obviously much better value. Uh, it supports better sleep quality and recovery, like Bardi's just been saying. Um, and if you are interested to make it easy, Athletic Greens are going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash extra inch. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash extra inch to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Had a lovely time um, chatting to some of the ex-subs in Beavertown pre-match and there was a sort of unanimous feeling when the team was announced that this was the right thing for Son. That coming on against tired Leicester legs was a fantastic opportunity for him to capitalise and, and get a couple of goals. And several of us said, yes, yeah, Sonny's going to score a couple today off the bench. Not only did he score a couple of fantastic finishes, he, he finished it off with a hat-trick. Let's talk about all the goals. I mean... The first one felt like, I'm going to say, one of the most important moments in Southern Spurs' career. And, yeah. I, and, and I think the way that the whole team went over to him to sort of, just sort of, it, it was very it was a very delicate celebration. They were just like mm. holding him and, and <laughs> ev- want to hold everyone him, wanted to sort of whisper nice things into his ear and he mm. didn't really over-celebrate. He just looked, he just looked at peace. Um, I'm not, not sure finish. if I would put it as his most important. I think... I think the Man City goals in the Champions League was probably that that one he scored at home was because Kane was injured and it was the responsibility fell upon him and he did it at home and then he did it away and he really kind of showed that he is a a true elite player amongst amongst the, in the world and especially in our squad but it was a crucial moment as things you know what the narrative of football things can spiral out of control and in reality it's it's what six six games he hadn't scored in so it's not like it's actually that long a time, but I think I think long term this season anyway, it's going to have a really nice effect on him. On him, mm. and I just want to say about the referee, he's a proper kind of party pooper. He booked Perisic. Don't know if you saw that because Perisic came on and joined the joined the. the I didn't the, see that. No. The hugs, and he booked huh. him, which was a really just kind of dour thing to do. And also the linesman. I want to I want to call out that lino for for waving his flag when it was totally unnecessary to wave his flag. Mm. He did that solely because he wanted to ruin a good moment. Let VAR mm. take hold of it. It's so tight. Mm. You don't know it's offside, mate. You can't tell anything. You spent the whole game being a dick. And he <laughs> just... Especially he put, with Son's pace. You know, exactly. How many times have we had this conversation about how good he is at timing a run? And it is very mm. difficult to tell with Son. He's, so, he's so electric. Down. 
You know what's happening. You know it's a hat trick at home, everything else. And he flagged because he wanted to ruin that moment. And for once, I'm, th- I'm thankful for VAR to step in and just mm. punish him. And mm. yeah, just wanted, I just wanted to call out the ref and the lino for being dicks. Nice. Very, very true to Bardi. I, I, I enjoyed that very much. Um, the, the first goal, I think, was another example of Ben Tenkel's excellent pressing. Really, really um, good work from him to dispossess. I think it might have been James Justin on that one. And Son's finish. Mm. Whew, I mean, the the whip on that top corner, but it went like a bloody missile. It was it was sensational. And then um, a few minutes later, ten minutes later, was it something like that? Kane drops off, picks and finds a little bit of space, squares it to Son. You know what he wants to do? He wants to get on his left and, and curl it into the far post. And we've seen him hit finishes like that so many times now. You just kind of expect it. He's the second he gets an angle to whip it into the far post, he is going to look to do it. And it is, it's such a ridiculously impressive skill of both feet. Nathan, Son Renity says, how much do you love Son? Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm pausing because I have a very, very personal story that I'm contemplating sharing. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no, I can't. I can't. I can't. It's too. It's too cringe. Okay. It's, <laughs> I can't do it. I love him so much. Yeah, he's he's genuinely one of my favorite ever Spurs players. Uh, he's he's such a special, lovely, wonderful team. Like just oh god, I love him. I love the, him. The amazing thing about football is he scores that first goal from an from a difficult angle, and it goes in from where I was sitting. It looked like it was going over, then it kind of dipped at mm. the last minute. Yeah. But had that if that doesn't go in for the second goal, he he doesn't take that on as quick. He thinks Maybe. about it, he, he overthinks it, looks for it to perhaps pass it, but because he's got that confidence, he does it. And then the third goal, it's not even that good a finish. It's awful. But, but it's, it's, that, just it's, like, it's Ward, isn't it? Yeah. Ward is just hopeless. It's just like the gods of, fo- of football have gone, all right, you've scored two great goals, your confidence is up, and mm. it just makes the ball go in, and that's the yeah. difference. And when you when you see all these proper football men sat on a couch talking about football and they say you just need one to go in off your bum you do you just need one to go in then everything changes and like the gods of football would just make that go in where two weeks ago that would have come off Ward's legs hit the post and just gone out it's <laughs> it's a it's an unbelievable game football that's why we that's why we talk so much about it mm. now, the son takes that phrase one to go in off your bum and he says mm, hold my beer yeah. And and he just twats one into the top corner from yeah. from what twenty five yards something like that. So good, he's so damn good. Oh, do you think? He, do you think Son's show real? Got fucking cramp. Oh, you <laughs> <laughs> oh, got cramp. You've been in bed all day. <laughs> That's probably why I've got cramp, buddy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I've run thirty two k and I'm all right. Wendy's just had a couple of late night sessions. <laughs> Jesus, I got I got my first mile in <laughs> recently. I'm I'm running again. A mile is is you know nothing um, compared to what I was running before. But I'm, I'm getting there. I'm nice. getting there. You know. Very nice. Um, I was <sighs> going to ask about show reels. Who do you think's got the better show reels, Son or Kane? Oh, oh. I mean, Kane's got more variety. Yeah, I think that's got to be that's got to be the deciding factor, yeah. doesn't it? Uh, there's Son. Of like, not to diminish it at all, but there's lots of the same goal, right? There's the same the same area of the pitch, inside left channel, inside right channel, curling towards the far post. Uh, they're wonderful to watch. They, mm. I mean, I, I'll never tire of watching him score those goals. But uh, I mean, so let's talk about Kane. Actually, so it's a really good way in to talk about Kane because 
Uh, he's not getting shots away at the moment. He's struggling to get shots away. But his all-round performance in this match, there were some moments of absolute magic, particularly in tight spaces on the touchline. Some of his touches were just unreal. The, the ability he has to 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 get himself out of a pickle and then get his head up and find a pass is, is almost unrivaled, I think. I wonder why he forgot to play football against Marseille for 90 minutes. <laughs> but, but outside of that... <laughs> He is absurd. He's absurd. Um, why is he struggling to get shots away, Nathan? Is it just a little bit of sluggishness? Mm, I don't know. I I I thought this um, obviously last season that sort of playing the number ten, playing the ball over the top. I thought this season um, he would start picking up goals again, which mm. is not to say that he hasn't <laughs> scored at all, right? No, he's, he started um, the season just fine. <laughs> he is on naught point eight eight goals per ninety, which is like actually earth shattering numbers. Um, but obviously that's going to die down. Um, yeah, I I think that we're we're we somehow even more reliant so far this season on on counters and artificial counters that he's mm. just not there with the speed of the play. And mm. I really thought that that would change, and I'm still hoping that it will change. That we'll have a lot more settled possession. The teams will park the bus in panic against us. That we will spam them in from Perisic, um, and it won't just be Richarlison getting his head on them, and um, and Kane will be more involved and with sort of slightly slower attacks as well. Mm. Like slower counters, I mean. Mm. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's. I'm very not fair. worried about Kane's ability to <laughs> to back goals. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Um, we we've talked a little bit about the system already, but um, Phil Bayek says we looked great in the three five two for the last twenty minutes or so against Leicester. Obviously, there are many grains of salt playing the worst team in the world. Suddenly, with a point to prove, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But did you see anything there that might be helpful or worth exploring moving forward? I I liked the the releasing of Huibe. I really enjoyed. You like that? I've seen Nathan's smile there. And it's a cement mixer on wheels rolling down a hill in my mind right now. <laughs> I likened it to a, a fireman's hose that has been turned on and it's nice. just out of control and it's going all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Some, um, someone did tweet me the, the, the Danish word for that called Slanderberg, something like that. I probably butchered <laughs> that, but. Um, I I liked the releasing of Hjoiberg and Bentancur. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Letting them just be box-to-box midfielders, which is kind of what they are, no? Um, with Basuma there, it gave them that, that freedom just to get up and down and around and get involved. And it almost took away the, the pressure on, on the two of them to, to build from the back and knit everything together, which is where my problems really with Hjoiberg lie. So I liked I liked the fact that he was able to do those um, those runs and I swear to God the moment he broke through for Sonny's third goal and the pitch just opened up for him I willed him on even though it would have done awful things to my mentions <laughs> I willed him to just run the whole way and then just stick it in the top corner because I I do enjoy this this free and loose Schuyberg I like it I mean I think it speaks to his versatility I think you know. <laughs> What you, you you what you're saying is you you don't like the kind of the the tactically disciplined, controlled Huey Bear, and I think that's one of his biggest strengths that he is so tactically disciplined and controlled. And he he does that thing where he drops into the back line to help him build up with the left sided centre back pushing out to the left high up in some, no. to the full back area. And the fact that Basuma was on meant that Basuma was the one doing that, and Huey Bear was able to be involved a little further in in build up. And like you say, really really good at it. He he's 
He's a good footballer. He's a he's, creative um, passer. He's your uncle at a wedding that doesn't know how to dance, but then has a few beers and then lets loose. That's that's what I see when he's when he's <laughs> let loose and given the freedom to get about. That's when, Look, when it, that's when I, he works. I saw the Danes talking to you pre-match. I saw them telling well, there was you, a lot telling of them, you about Hoybier and how good he how good he is for the national team. Uh, <laughs> he, he, I think you're going to have to accept that he's a good player. I do get nervous whenever people tell me there's a, there's a lot of Danes in Beaver Town. I do get concerned. Someone's going to come over and have a pop at a champ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else we want to touch on? I, I, I kind of just want to say that I really, uh, and this is another obvious point, once again, I really like the cut of Clement Longley's jib. I think he is a, a, mm. a very elegant um, centre-back. I really like his... His choice in passes, I think he he passes very nicely in field. Um, he plays a lot of passes that don't look spectacular, but they open the game up. Um, I am a big fan of his so far in Spurs shirt, and that that comes from a place of you know really rating what Ben Davis is doing. I I think there's a real upgrade here in Longley. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I think he's he's better than Davies and Dave on the ball, and Davies isn't exactly bad on the mm. ball. You know, as a, someone who's done his career as a decent fullback. Um, the three five two um made specific sense to this game. The I mean we were calling for the three five two so much early mm. with Conte mm. and still one of our best performances to date was with a three five two with yep. with Delhi as a, as a number eight. And a Dombre. <laughs> and a Dombre. Yeah, but he was he was bad in that game, so I can't yeah. I can't really count that one. Um the the trade off now is that we're playing the we're playing Kulaseski football. Um not at the end there. At the end we were playing we were playing human son football, right? Um, for me, if we can get Kulusevski to be one of the number eights in a three-five-two, there could be something really special there. Mm-hmm. But if we're playing Basuma, Hoybier, Bentenker as a midfield three, really great against Leicester in the specific circumstances. One, while we're up at least a goal. Um, when that is a tactical solution to a pressing issue, but going into a match. It's not really... I'm not keen to see that, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we talk a little bit about what's coming up on Patreon this week, uh, I just want to tempt fate a little bit by saying that I felt like this Leicester game was a really good warm-up for the Arsenal game in Fortnite. Um, I feel like they'll play a similar style to Leicester. They'll they'll try and play possession football with a back three made up of their deepest midfielder and two centre-backs and their, their full-backs pushed up high. Um and two midfielders joining joining the front line. And so we got a good look at that system. I mean, obviously, Arsenal are significantly better than Leicester, so they're going to cause us more problems. But I do think that sort of mid to low block and counter approach is now kind of tried and tested under Conte in, in, against these types of teams. And I think it's a, a favourable matchup for us against Arsenal. Any thoughts so, on that? Am I just tempting fate too much here? No, I, I can see what you're saying. It makes a lot of sense how they play. Obviously, yeah, they are all B-Tech versions of, of Arsenal players. Um, so would you drop Richarlison for, for Sun then? Yes. Yeah. Yes, so. yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I would stick with Cesc and Perisic. Um, as the as the wing backs, I would I would want a Romero Dia Longley backline. I would want Hoybier and Bentancur, and I would want Kalu, Sevsky, Kane, and Son as the front three. I I think we'd probably see Royale come back in at right wing back just to play up against Saka. I mean, I think that's reasonable as well. Mm. Uh, Saka, Saka will definitely give. Although Sacco plays on the other side, it would be Martinelli. Martinelli. Yeah, yeah. Martinelli. He, Martinelli would give Perisic a tough time for sure. Yeah. I think so. I think that's a good shout. Um, I mean, I guess the thing is, the upside of Perisic is you get really, really good corner taking ability with both feet. So, 
got to work out the balance of of what he hopes to achieve in the game, I guess. Hmm. Here's what I want. I want Arsenal to spend the next um, couple of weeks preparing endlessly for um, our counterattacks and then us to go there and dominate the game hmm. in a way they're completely not prepared for. In a 3-5-2, Kuliseski is a number eight. Oh, I love it. It's not going to happen, but I love oh, no. it. <laughs> there has been a lot of talk as well about um, Conte with new players. This, this is a thought that popped to me the other day when we're talking about why we're not seeing new players starting straight away. Then Conte does have form with this. You know, Remember when he signed Ericsson at Inter? It took him a long time to, to put him in. Too long. I think that you can have that both ways. I, I see the argument you're making. Yeah, you know, Basuma's finally come in with, with like a solid 20. Um, you know, it's taken other players a while to settle in. But with Ericsson, arguably with others, he's he's too... Is he too patient or, or is he too slow to trust? It just, it doesn't... Like, not that the payoff hasn't been great in those players because it obviously has. But like, Ericsson spent too long riding the bench for Inter when, when he could have improved them sooner, I'm sure of it. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that this is a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just saying this is the, okay. this is Conte's All approach right. that he is very yeah. he he is very Italian in that kind of risk averse kind of thing that he yeah. won't yeah. he won't risk it until he's 100 percent sure that it's going to work. And this is definitely not working in Jed Spence's favor right now. Yeah, I was going to say I'd yeah. like some sort of confirmation that Jed Spence is involved with Tottenham Hotspur in some kind of way, mm. I mean, other than winning training with the other rejects. Yeah, mm. I mean for yeah for for. Conte Jed Spence is like a five-year-old. He's a he's a baby for him. He's not yeah. he's not close to being uh, an adult yet. I'm kind of hoping that he'll get some minutes in the Carabao Cup and just absolutely smash it and be undroppable beyond that point. That'd that's be nice. uh, that's that's the best case scenario for Spence, I think. Um, I mean, well, when, when is that? It's not it's... too late. It's November. Carabao Cup is crazy late this year. I'd really like to see some minutes before then. Um, we've got Frankfurt at home. Mm-hmm. Oh, and away first. Mm-hmm. Um, away to or at home to Sporting. Although obviously the position we're in with our Champions League group now, we we desperately need um, to get another win on. <sighs> away to Bournemouth. A home to Newcastle. Mm. I can't. I can't see him getting minutes in a no. league game. But but off the bench. I'd like to think so, but I mean, I guess it depends on fitness. There's so many games coming up in quick succession. There will be strains and pulls and things. So perhaps that'll open up an opportunity for him and then he'll have to just take it. He really needs to take it. Um, I mean, this is, let's be honest, his experience has not been that different to Basimus so far. You know, the, the, the minutes between them is not significantly different. They're both new players bedding into the system, understanding Conte's um, tactical requirements. So... Maybe it's not the end of the world. Back end of the season, perhaps he'll come in and and, and show show up well. Uh, I don't think we need to panic, but it's just frustrating because you know we saw what Emerson Real did last week. Really, really struggled. Really, really struggled in the final third. And we know what Spence can offer. We know how good he is one v one. How he can just absolutely tear a player apart on the outside and then deliver a cross, uh, which is what a lot of Spurs fans are crying out for on the right hand side. Um, maybe he can't win corner, so that's the problem. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe that's it. Uh, coming up on Patreon. So this week we are going to be doing a live Q&A on Thursday at six o'clock. So if you are an ex-sub already, then uh, make sure you're signed up to Discord. Uh, you can come along, you can chat to us live, ask your questions, ask us anything you, you fancy, football or non-football. Talk about House of the Dragon if you like. Um, and then Nathan, are you working on any videos at the moment? Do you think it's time for another set pieces video? Are you ready mm. for, for Gianni Vio show episode two? I do like the sound of that. I do like the sound of that very much. I'd like a you doggy video as well. 
Okay, I I think I'm going to save that for probably late in the season okay. or a quiet period later on. He so I I someone asked on Discord actually. Let me find the question. It would the the question was how do you feel about us loaning you doggy back now you've seen how well he's playing for Udinese. Yeah, so uh, Alex he asked they they have changed their style they're mm. they're playing football now he's still really weird he's still a striker playing a left wing back um he doesn't ever hold the width in any way huh. everything he does is to like play a one two to get in the box <laughs> um he's uh he's weird but i i definitely feel better about him staying at Udinese with with them playing uh better football at least mm. and He's so weird. The video on him is going to be difficult, <laughs> which is kind of why I'm putting it off. Okay. I want more. I want more sample. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. If anyone else has any requests for Nathan videos uh, and you're an ex sub, then yeah, then I'm always do, open. Do you get in touch? Do you get in touch? Same uh, with um, books. If you've got a football book that's mm. not kind of a top shelf or super famous book that doesn't need its own publicity, I'm off on holiday after the marathon, so I need books to read while I'm sipping Grey Goose. Yeah, looking forward to some more Bardi Book Club episodes. Very much looking forward to that. Um, Bardi, I just want to, before we before we finish up, uh, you, are, you are Reddit famous. <laughs> Talk us through what's happened on Reddit. Somebody's um, somebody put together a um, a compilation. It's called is it called Cement underscore Mix? Is that <laughs> it's, what it's called? It's just one clip. It's one little highlight. It's not even a compilation. <laughs> so it's the it's the moment. It's the ninety fourth minute. So Leicester players yeah. are really tired. The game's finished. The game's <laughs> <laughs> the game's over. And um, Shoyper does a does a little bit of skill, and then he boots one with the outside of his boot down the pitch, <laughs> and it stays in. And Sun picks it up, and it, nothing happens. It stays from, in. It, nothing happens. From you're the, you're the most uncharitable in. man I've ever known. I, I I said to you before we started recording, I saw this happen, and I was just like, oh, here we go. And I. I part of me wanted Sun to score, but part of me was just like, if Sun <laughs> scores from, direct from this assist, I will never hear the end of it. Mm-hmm. But it, it was a good little bit of skill and it was a good pass. It was, um, and I told you, as a, as a loose hose, he's much better than a cement mixer. So 268 upvotes, 269 now, uh, and 33, <laughs> 33 comments, uh, many you of which reference all party. nine of your Reddit accounts. <laughs> I only have one, unfortunately, fortunately. It's, it's, it's good content it's good content so that was posted by uh, rocker13 so thank you for that <laughs> thanks for listening you have been listening to the extra inch with me windy my sidekick and best friend barney and our tactics guy if you like this there's plenty more at patreon.com forward slash the extra inch production is by nathan a clark our logo artwork and website are designed by Trayton miller our music is by david lindmer you can find him on instagram at david lindmer do check him out he's great follow us on twitter and facebook at the extra inch email us at podcast at the extra inch subscribe leave us a rating and a review and most importantly be sure to tell all of your spurs friends shout out to the x sub we love every single last one of you and of course come on you spurs Thank <laughs> you.